1: Hello, basketball. From the studio in Nitro, West Virginia, this is Unreasonable Down. It's a podcast about West Virginia University basketball, part of the Basketball Podcast Network. I'm Josh Witt, and I just watched an exhibition game. WVU, the Mountaineers played basketball tonight, not against each other, not in private. They played in public in front of almost 10,000 fans in the Coliseum. I don't know if everybody's a fan. 10,000 humans. They played the Bowling Green Falcons, and they defeated the Bowling Green Falcons. And both teams are still undefeated. But West Virginia beat Bowling Green 73 to 57. Was it ever in doubt? No. Is it an exhibition? Yes. Was it ugly? Oh, man. There were ugly parts. Can it be ugly and show some promise? Absolutely. Is this group of WVU basketball players familiar with playing with each other against another team? They are not. That's why, and that's where the exhibition game comes in. And that's where the secret scrimmage game comes in. And so West Virginia wins. I was at the Coliseum, thoroughly enjoyed watching basketball Mountaineers basketball is back. And we don't know any of these guys. I mean, we know some of them. So I'll just go through the box score. I'm not going to read the box score to you. I'm just going to give my initial impre- impressions of seeing these guys play basketball against another team. Armsley E Steve. Eric Stevenson. He led the team in scoring tonight. He Also led the team in turnovers tonight. And according to the box score, he led the team in rebounds tonight. And he led the team in when he had a rundown block, he puffed himself up like the Michelin man and just held that pose for two Mississippis. Arm sleeve E-Steve, he's putting down a vibe. All right? One game. Didn't count. Was he forcing passes? 300% he was forcing passes. Was he in it on the defensive end? He was totally engaged. Had two steals. Had the said block. I liked what I saw from Eric Stevenson from a confidence standpoint. From a, like, he's not fooling around. (laughs) He's definitely, he's definitely going for menacing on the court. And, Did he miss double the free throws he missed all of last season in one exhibition game? He did, but the good thing is, and he missed two free throws tonight. But the good part is that he shot nine free throws, and when you shoot nine free throws as a he was playing the three, that means you're being aggressive and you're getting to the rim and you're drawing fouls. So I like that. In the shooting guard three, uh, small forward position, I like that. So intrigued by arm sleevey Steve, Emmett Matthews Jr. Welcome back. Different hair. It's growing. You know the pictures you see in the summer, no hair. Now growing hair. Is it the the, the full flowing hair that he had the last time we seen Emmett Matthews in a Mountaineers uniform? It's not. But when. WVU's lead in the second half got to single digits. Emmett Matthews got subbed in and he helped right the ship and made a mid-range, got a dunk in. Like I wouldn't say the most consistent, but he started hot and he finished hot. And it was just nice to see Emmett Matthews Jr. out there coaching guys. Like he is he is a fifth-year college basketball player. And he acted like that tonight. And so it, it's welcome. It's welcoming. It it was nice. He got a warm reception from the Mountaineer fans when they rolled out the carpet. It wasn't weird at all. It was like, oh, there's Emma Matthews again. And his shot looks different. He said his shot looks different. It absolutely looks different. And he was four for four from the free throw line. Kedrian Johnson. Kedrian Johnson. Was aggressive. He got to the line, made all of his free throws. He was not going to put up with a Bowling Green Falcons, whatever that Falcon was doing, because he threw the ball at him. It wasn't the. It was it the hardest throw from two feet? No, it wasn't. Was it hard enough to get a technical foul? It was. Did Eric Stevenson applaud that in his post game comments? He hundred percent did. So Kierui Johnson. And so we didn't see Kedrian after that. And so Kedrian point scored. scored all of his points in the first half, and he was and he was aggressive, ran the offense well, started at the point guard position, played good defense. And had three turnovers, you know, a lot of turnovers against the Bowling Green Falcons, who spoiler alert are going to be bad at defense. At the end of the season, I'm predicting, according to computers and eyeballs, Bowling Green. Not good at defense. West Virginia, (laughs) in one exhibition game, not good at offense. So let's keep going. Kobe Johnson. Kobe Johnson played a lot in the first half, and you look up at the scoreboard, and it's goose eggs across the board. And then at the end of the game, Kobe Johnson has eight points. It went from zeros to something. He goes the same speed. He he's still in one game. He looks reserved, but he he got some baskets close to the rim. He got that offensive rebound and put it back in. And Kobe Johnson, look, it, it's like it's just like I remembered him from last year in that he's very capable and he's going at one speed he looked tired at the end of the game but he also looked the same at the end of the game as he did at the beginning of the game he's it seems like it's a it's a reserved slower speed in control one could say and also like where's the extra gear and by the end of the game he's he's got 8 points so very confusing he started tonight and i would say he, it looks like uh, Kobe Johnson, in one game, looks like how I remembered him last year, but got to see him more. He started the game. Jimmy Bell Jr., rough one. Jimmy Bell Jr., he's a gigantic man. And Jimmy Bell Jr. wanted the ball close to the basket, and Jimmy Bell Jr. did not get it close to the basket for the most part. And let's just talk this game up. Jimmy Bell Jr., who started and played 13 minutes, to it was an exhibition. Did not seem overly frustrated. Would not have been surprised uh, in an honest moment after the game. And he said, "Yeah, I'm really giant, more giant than anybody else on bowling green, and I'm I'm asking for the ball inside." And Eric Stevenson tried to get it to him a couple of times, but forced it. The other times where he's he's two feet from the bucket, like, "Hey." Look how giant I am. Give me the ball. And WVU's perimeter guys couldn't get it to him. Jimmy Bell Jr., Joe Toussaint. Joe Toussaint does his thing when he throws a good pass or when he made his only three of the night, where he reaches up to the sky. And this is not the first person I've seen that reaches up to the sky. But it's also like he's trying to separate his arm from his body. And not only is he lifting his hand to the sky, he's trying to like pretend his arm is a balloon filled with helium. And he just wants his his hand to just keep going. Like it almost looks like he's bummed out that his hand can't keep going up to the sky. But he played with Kedrian and some. He definitely played some – he is a point guard, true point guard, had some good assists, four assists tonight, in control, no turnovers, very mid-range happy, very comfortable shooting a mid-range shot. Um, so I would like to see him follow suit like Eric Stevenson and Kedrian and Johnson of getting to the basket. But overall, very pleased with what I've seen uh, from Joe Toussaint especially the zero turnovers part, because that definitely stood out amongst his teammates, uh, you know, not turning the ball over. One game. NBA fans, the wait is over. Basketball is back. So tip off the season with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can make any $5 NBA Moneyline bet and get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Check this out. In addition to the usual bets, everyone can boost their winnings up to 100% with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app, opt in, and place a stepped-up same-game parlay today. With payouts bigger than ever, DraftKings Sportsbook is where I go to bet on the NBA. Now listen, can Joe Missoula's Boston Celtics, Javon Carter's Milwaukee Bucks, and Deuce McBride's New York Knicks all go undefeated? Well, the Knicks have already lost, so that takes them out. I want them all to win every game. And so you can put up together a same game parlay with the Bucks money line and Giannis Having over 12 rebounds and Giannis having over 30 points, and step it up! Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN. Make any five dollar bet this week and get two hundred dollars in free bets if your team wins. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with promo code TBPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Muhammad Wagi. Super tall, super lanky, super active, like he's going for the ball. He had nine rebounds and he did as far as rebounding what I thought Jimmy Bell would do tonight. Um, he was around. He got a putback dunk. He he just found his way around the ball and he was going hard on the glass. And so he's gonna keep getting bigger. He is uh, very active, and I'm encouraged by what I saw from Waggy. And now I know his like with certainty his last name is pronounced Waggy. I'm going through this list of guys, and like I'm, it's like, yeah, they beat Bowling Green by 16. That that doesn't seem very. You you could read that a, a many different ways. You'd be like, oh no. This is going to be a long season. I didn't feel that way in the house. It was kind of – it. there were lulls in the game at times. But defensively and Bowling Green, again uh, – well, not again. I'm telling you, Bowling Green, not, not going to be an NCAA tournament team, not going to win more games than they lose in my personal opinion. But you can just tell what WVU was capable of defensively and they just didn't give up a ton of threes, like open three-pointers, and the competition is going to get better, and we'll see how that goes. But that attitude that I saw from Stevenson, I saw the hustle in guys like Wagi, um, guys like Toussaint, uh Kiedry and Johnson, where and they pressed some. It wasn't press Virginia, but there was quite a bit of full-court press and picking guys up. Baseline to baseline, and West Virginia did, you know, they turned the ball over a bunch, but they got a bunch of turnovers. I'm excited to have basketball back. Can you tell? Let's keep going. Now, Josiah Harris, in his freshman exhibition debut, he made his first three. (laughs) And that dictated the rest of the night for Josiah Harris in that, you know what? The first one went in. I'm set at the three-point line. Give me the ball. I'm feeling it. Now, (laughs) he made his first two threes, which is awesome, but he thought that was going to continue. It absolutely did not, but he had six rebounds. He looked very comfortable as a freshman on both sides of the floor, did not look totally lost on defense, a little trigger happy on the offensive side, but the way he moved, like I pictured his uh, being 6'8", that he was going to be kind of underneath, and he was very active and really looked like he felt comfortable and was okay being around the perimeter. He In this one game, he seemed more perimeter than playing close to the basket. So what I had in my head of what Jamel King may be, it feels like Josiah Harris, based on one game, may find himself into the rotation, getting some spot minutes at the three, uh, and kind of filling that role, and maybe even playing a little bit of a four. But he's he played like a small forward tonight, and it was very promising for a freshman. A little, a little, <laughs> a little trigger happy. Seth Wilson. Seemed very similar to what I saw from a whole season or what I saw of last season when Seth Wilson was involved. And so let's chalk that up tonight to, and he got a bunch of rebounds. So I like, I like all that, but um, overall box score didn't look great. Nothing offensive from Seth Wilson, but him and Kobe Johnson, it, it, it felt like, all right, I, this is what I remember of them from last year okonguo was good okonguo was healthy okonguo he was filling the stat sheet in that when he was in and he was the third five so bell started then Waggy came in and then Okongwo got his minutes but in his minutes they were they were productive minutes my man was getting impressive blocks like the timing of the blocks they were super clean and he was getting rebounds. Now, was he finishing when he got the ball close to the basket? Absolutely not. He was not. Did he not, Did he have a good post feed? He did. Good for one assist. He also turned the ball over twice. But an overall real first impression because when we saw LeConquo last year, I don't know what his high in minutes was in a game, but his 14 minutes a night feels like it was more than what we felt like more than the minutes we saw in, in all of last year for Okongwu. He was dealing with an injury. And so I like the Okongwu minutes. And so when you see Bell struggle in one game uh, and you know because he's a giant man that he's not going to play a ton of minutes, then you can see Okongwu that it's based on one game that he's going to get. He's the third guy, but I don't think Huggins is going to – balk at getting him in there and getting some time. I'm overreacting. I know I am. I just missed basketball. Didn't you miss basketball? Jamel King. This is the one guy of anybody on the team because Josiah Davis got in in the last 40 seconds. He got, he got the, he is a walk-on. So he got the Spencer Mackey treatment in an exhibition. And that makes total sense for Josiah Davis, given the, the current roster set up, and that he is not a scholarship guy. Jamel King had the only bad vibes on the team. Jamel King did not make an appearance until late in the second half, and his three minutes, not great, Bob. So much so, and he knew it went bad, and he had a bad turnover, and he wasn't close on his shots, and he knew – that his time was coming to an end. His three minutes was over and just animated in that, like, I'm taking my, oh, that was terrible, taking off his headband on the way to the bench, like multiple guys coming up to him trying to do the, you know, grab his chin and, and pull it up. He wasn't feeling it getting a talking to from Kidrian Johnson when he got to the bench, like trying to encourage him. Everybody that played with the exception of Jamel King was in Positive Vibes only crew, and Jamel King was there to balance everybody out because he did have – there was bad vibes from Jamel King. But it's one exhibition game. Let's let it slide. Also, this idea in my head in the in the preseason and offseason that Jamel King was going to be – The backup three, one game, it looked like Josiah Harris was getting those minutes. And let's also keep in mind, in the exhibition, Trey Mitchell did not play in street clothes. Patrick Somnick did not play in street clothes. One of those guys is projected to be a starter, Trey Mitchell. So that will change because they went with three guards tonight, I think, I think Kobe Johnson takes a seat based on this starting a five. When when Trey Mitchell is back, he plays the four, and then that have, may have an effect on what what we're doing with Okongo and how we're how much we're playing three guards. But one bad vibes guy out of twelve or thirteen players, that's that's a win in an exhibition. College basketball season is almost here. Listening to a lot of podcasts in preparation for the upcoming season, and it's been great. One reason it's been great to listen to because I use my Raycon wireless earbuds to do it. The Raycons Everyday earbuds look, feel, and sound better than ever. They have the optimized gel tips for the perfect in-ear fit. They will not budge. They give you eight hours of playtime, thirty-two hour battery life. And they're priced just right. Quality audio at half the price of other premium audio brands. They've got customizable sound profiles. They've got noise isolation. They have awareness mode. If you use earbuds to listen to podcasts or music, you should definitely give Raycon a try. So go to buyraycon.com today and use code TBPN15 to get 15% off your Raycon order. That's code TBPN15 at buyraycon.com to score 15% off again, buyraycon.com code TBPN15. Some final housekeeping for the preseason. There was only one player profile that didn't take place and it was Emmett Matthews Jr. And this will be short and sweet. He's back at WVU. His jump shot looks different. He spent a year at Washington. I think he's going to be a starter this year. He's definitely going to be in a leadership role. He's definitely bringing that positive influence to to the guys on the court. I saw that tonight in the exhibition. I think that's going to continue. And in the post-game press conference, him talking to the media exuded confidence and exuded, I'm a veteran. And... So that's a good presence with a bunch of new guys and Emma Matthews technically be one being one of the new guys even though he spent three seasons at WVU before returning. Uh, I expect a solid a solid starter role for Emma Matthews Jr who may whose importance as far as scoring and leadership and what he brings to the table, will be emphasized with Trey Mitchell out with injury for however long that is. And, and Trey Mitchell may be available for the game against Mount St. Mary's two Mondays from now, and he may not. So however long that is that he's out, Emmett Matthews, who who went to Washington for, as he's described, personal reasons, how the pandemic affected him, wanting to get closer to home, but from a basketball standpoint, I'm sure playing small ball and and playing at the 4 was not something I'm assuming he was it was not something he was thrilled about. Of course, cut to the Bowling Green exhibition and he's starting at the 4 with WVU having a small ball lineup. Uh I think he's I think with Trey Mitchell in the fold, he's going to play where he wants at the 3. And he does seem stronger, and the jump shot looks different and improved. And uh, I'm expecting a solid finale welcome back season from Emma Matthews. So that's all of the player profiles because the preseason and the offseason is over. And the next episode of Unreasonable Doubt will be in the season. Season six, (laughs) season six of Unreasonable Doubt will be happening two Mondays from now. Season six. And they only play one season a year. So what I'm telling you is I've been doing this hobby, talking into this, not to this microphone. At the beginning, I was talking into an iPhone SE. Not the newest one. Like, think of the first version of iPhone SE. That's what I was talking into at in year one, back when Javon Carter was a senior and Daxter Miles was a senior. That's the first year I did this podcast, and now we're in season six. And so West Virginia will start the season Monday, November 7th, in the Coliseum versus Mount St. Mary's. And guess what? They're Mountaineers as well. The Mount St. Mary's Mountaineers. So double Mountaineers on opening night. Mount St. Mary's, according to Ken Pomeroy's computer, are 240th in the country. They're in the bottom half predicted by the computer in the MAAC, the Metro Atlantic Athletic Conference. Mount St. Mary's, according to the computer, where Bowling Green was predicted to be super fast, go up and down, uh, Mount St. Mary's, they play slow ball. 360-some Division I teams. Last season, Mount St. Mary's tempo-wise was 341st. So they're going to run offense. They're going to have long possessions. Think of Think the Virginia mold. Think the... Uh, Wisconsin mold and so their defense for an MWAC school solid defense and and atrocious according to Ken Pomeroy's computer on offense but definitely slowing it down trying to play in the 50s first one to 60 wins and last year they they had a similar record to WVU and the MWAC. Does, do they call that the NAAC? So I'm predicting ugly, more ugly, a different challenge as far as defense. And let's see what they look like rebounding the ball, which I would say overall net positive in the exhibition game, How and how they look running offense and getting shots. When the offense runs down, if they don't get anything out of motion, can they do pick and roll? and create some open threes, get the cutter, Jimmy Bell, Wagi, Okongwu for some easy baskets, and see what it looks like. This is – Huggins said over and over again, you know, Basketball Hall of Fame coach Bob Huggins talked over and over about these guys. We got a bunch of new guys. It's going to take some time. Huggins is talking about patience, but – Definitely seems optimistic about this team in a way that Huggins, how you think about Huggins exuding positivity. He seems, he seems up on this team. So that'll happen Monday. WVU will start the 2022-2023 season, and Unreasonable Doubt will start its <laughs> sixth season of podcast game recaps. Has this podcast gotten better? What would the Ken Pomeroy computer say about Unreasonable Doubt and, and where it's going to perform? Uh, I think it would just say uh, NA. I think that's where this podcast lives NA. That's it for this episode of Unreasonable Doubt. Listen on all the platforms or just pick one. Apple Podcast is a great one to listen to this podcast. Spotify is great. Overcast is great cast box is great five stars leave a review do all the things until next time until the opening episode of season six of unreasonable doubt until then i'm josh witt WBU for the 2022 2023 season zero wins zero losses